see all your smiling faces. Super cool. You got your Bibles? We're going to go to First, uh, First Peter. If you're not smiling, just paste it on, mate. It's all good. <laughs> Sorry, he was pulling a face at me, so I was like, it wasn't at me, maybe it was at Serge next to him. It's all good. First Peter chapter 2. Thank you. Really appreciate your prayers um, for us, and that's all I'll say. Um, First Peter chapter 2. You know, uh, it's been uh, five weeks. This is my so five weeks since I've preached, so... Thank you to those um, who've preached over the last five weeks. Um, there have been some amazing messages and input over that time and just uh, things that have stirred and challenged and encouraged me. So I'd encourage you, if you haven't, um, if you haven't caught up with the messages that have, uh, that have been preached, um, get onto our YouTube channel because they're there. Um, you can watch them. Uh, they're also on the podcast, so you can listen to them as well, depending on what your preference might be. Um, but there's some awesome stuff there that is just hugely encouraging, um, but also challenging. You know, I found some of the messages where I was sitting at home, um, which I have been for a number of weeks for different reasons. Um, yeah, just something stirred in my heart and challenged through that. And so uh, I know those that communicate, always their prayer is that we've got something that, that God's wanting to say to us. So... Please take avail yourselves of those. Um, so First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, and we're going to read this. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Now, that's in the New Living Translation. I want to read it out of the Amplified uh, Version, uh, which is another one. It's an old one, but I want to read it out of this. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies. That's the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And then the Passion Translation, which we won't have these on the screen. But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings. A spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. Peter, when he's writing this, he's declaring something over every believer that he was writing to who was a follower of Jesus at that time. But he was also, and I don't think he was conscious of that, but we have the privilege now of having what he wrote recorded for us. But I don't think Peter was thinking that 2,000 years later we'd be reading this verse. I think it was, he, and when he was writing it, he's got in mind his heart and God's heart for the people he was writing it to. But I believe he was prophetically declaring something of the status of every follower of Jesus. 
And it wasn't just an individual thing. It was a corporate thing. You notice all of this language is about a group of people. It's not about an individual. You could take it and apply it to yourself as an individual, but he's also talking about something that is powerfully happening amongst a group of people by God's Holy Spirit, where he's declaring a new a new order, a new way of doing things, a new future, a new destiny, a new purpose for our lives, which is super cool. I love it, that fact that we are chosen. You know, um, if, if you break down that, that first bit that talks about you are a chosen people, the idea is actually an Old Testament term that, that we're actually a chosen treasure, that we're a treasure that God has put aside for his own special use, his own special enjoyment. So there's this idea I, I've got, um, you know, I don't wear a lot of jewelry. I have one thing on, uh, but my wife has quite a bit of jewelry, not a huge amount. I know some people have more, but she has this special little place where she keeps her jewelry, her special stuff. Does anyone else have one of those? You have this special space. Um, ours aren't incredibly valuable, so it's not locked, but it's her special stuff, and it goes into this special little cabinet, and, and when she wants to wear it, she opens it up, and she gets it out, and she puts it on, right? And, and so whenever I, I view this idea of a, cho- a special treasure, I get this, this, this idea of, of my wife with her jewelry, and her little box. And I imagine sometimes God looking at us and, and, and it's almost like at times he goes into a special little place and he pulls out his little Lawrence figure and he goes, oh, this is my little chosen treasure. You think about that. You know, one of the things uh, we have in our uh, house, we've got two dogs and a cat. We used to only have cats. And then about seven years ago, we got, uh, a dog, and then we added another one. Don't even ask. <laughs> but there's this moment with dogs. If any of you have had dogs or cats, you'll understand what I mean here. With cats, um, cats love you on their terms. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Dogs just love you unconditionally. Can I just, you know, there's this amazing moment when you come home and even if everyone else, if there's no one else at home and the dogs are there, you feel like you're the most important person in the world at that moment to the dog because they see you and we've got this little dog and when, when she wags her tail, her whole body goes. When she was young, when we first got her, she was so excited to see you, she peed all over the the deck because she was so excited and and even now there's still this thing and and when you're walking your dog and 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 you call them or whatever and they've only got eyes for you particularly if you've got a treat um but but there's this moment where they look at you and and you know that I'm the center of their world at that moment and I I I I love it because one, it, it feels good for you to come home and at least someone's excited to see you. Is anyone with me? There you go. Colin's nodding very strongly there. You know, are those, <laughs> let me just, if, if you've never experienced that moment, uh, I'll give you my dog. 
But when I read this passage, I sort of get this thing that God's a bit like my dog sometimes, and, and He only has eyes for me, and He only has eyes for us as His people, that we're His chosen treasure, that we're, we've been put aside and we're set aside for His pleasure. You know, as we're singing this song, that song this morning, it's, um, if you don't know that song, it's a really old one from way back. Um, I remember singing it when I was probably about this high. Uh, I love you, Lord. And it's that last line, let me be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. You know, and as I'm standing there and I'm singing that song, I'm going, God, I just want to bring you pleasure. And I felt in my spirit, and it was part of my message this morning because it's already here, is that God is already declaring over us. It doesn't actually matter what you do whether you're standing there singing and lifting your hands, whether you're just sitting there and not really sure what's going on or waiting for someone to get on with the service, um, God still looks at you and he says, you give me pleasure just because of who you are. And, and I, I love that, that that's what he declares over his people is that you're my, you're my treasure and you bring me pleasure even though you look like, you feel like you have to do something to earn it, but you don't have to do anything. It's already declared over you. Because that's what Peter's really saying here is already what God says about you is you are my chosen people. You are my special treasure. And, and I just felt this morning that I just, I, I really felt for us again, just to land on that moment. And if it helps you with some of the imagery of a dog with wagging its butt and the whole body goes, that God's like that with you. That's what he feels. He's got eyes for you. He's got eyes for us. You know, sometimes in our world, we, we get messages that say we're not important or we're insignificant. And we're not, you know, we're not special. And I want to just continue to declare over you, that is not what God says about you. It's not what God says about us. You know, why we might be in, the, in a world that says, you know, followers of Jesus are weird and they're strange and all of those kinds of things. God says that we're special. He declares that over every human being. They just Most people haven't yet come to a revelation of it, but I hope that we in this room, have come to a revelation that we are his chosen treasure. We are priests who are kings. We are a spiritual nation set apart for his, his glory. And I love the last bit of this, this verse in verse 9, and it says, as a result of what he's already declared over you, you can show others the goodness of God. See, when we come to a realization of of the pleasure we bring God just because of who we are. That it's undeserved. That he's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's given us mercy when we didn't have mercy. Because of that, we can, the way we live our lives shows the goodness of God. It declares the excellence of God. And I want to ask you, if you haven't got a purpose in your life, you know, last week Tim talked about the idea that, that we can live for purpose or with purpose. I want to say to you, if you can understand what Peter's saying here, that the purpose we can live with is that we declare the goodness of God. 
in whatever we're doing, that we show forth how good God is. In some translations, it says that we will declare the praises of Him. You know, and I personally believe that most of that happens through how we live our lives every day. It's not through what you say. It's not what you open your mouth and say. It's how you live your life. You declare the goodness of our God. And that happens because I've come to a realization that I'm special and we're precious. We're his chosen people. He's given us all so that we would be set apart. Amen. I want to, um, there's another verse I'll read out of uh, Philippians 4. Philippians 4 verse 8. I'm going to finish with this. And it says, now, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And when I was um, just reflecting on what would it look like, because I asked myself this question, what would it look like in my life if I was declaring the goodness of God? What would that look like? How would that shift the way I lived? How would that shift the way that I thought? Because I've, learned, I've, I've begun to understand that the way my mind thinks will be how I live my life. The things that I fix my mind on will reflect in how I live. And if I want to declare the goodness of God, then I need to be a person who's fixing my thoughts on who God is and what he's like and what he's done for me. Fix your thoughts on whatever's pure, what's true, what's honorable, what's right, what's lovely and admirable. There's this word that's often used in a negative context, and it's called temptation. And the idea of temptation in the Bible is it's an, it's an old Hebrew word, really. And originally it had three pictures associated with it. One was an eye. One was a fish hook. The next one was a fish hook. And the third one was fish multiplying. And the idea of temptation was whatever your eye hooks on will multiply in your life. And I want to use temptation in a positive way this morning. Because I think we have the opportunity, we have the temptation, we have the moment where we can fix our eyes on what is pure and what is lovely and what is of good report and, and admirable and all those things. And it has the same power to multiply in your life if you are fixing and attaching your eye to it. So if we're people who are a chosen people, who are God's special treasure, and we're called, and, we're, and because of that, we're called to declare the goodness of God into the world around us. Then it becomes our choice to choose to be tempted to think about the good things. To think about God and His goodness and His loveliness. Let's be tempted by that, not be tempted to look at the negative things and the sad things and the disappointing things. And the discouraging things that so easily come onto our lives. But let's be people who choose to fix our mind on the goodness of God. Because that will multiply in our life as we fix our eyes on it. See, every temptation involves a choice. 
What are you going to choose? You're going to choose to reflect goodness? The greatness of God? The praises of God? Or are you going to reflect some other thing? See, we're called and we're declared by God that we are precious. And as a result of that knowledge, understanding His goodness, we will reflect His goodness. Amen? Let's pray uh, this morning. God, I thank you that you're so good to us, that you've set us up with everything we need to live the life that you've called us to live. I thank you that you've declared over us that we're your special possession, that we're your treasure. And God, may, we, may that rest, rest deep in our heart. May we get a sense of absolute surety, of absolute conviction that that's what you feel and what you think and what you declare over us. And as that settles, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to declare and to continue to declare and live out the goodness of God. That you are good. And Lord, we need you in our lives. And we want to show that to others around us. God, help us to fix our eyes on you the author and the perfecter, the finisher of our faith this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen.